and welcome to the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Brennan, with me as always, my co-host. The man that genetics forgot rain. Jeez, my voice nearly broke on that intro already. Um, <laughs> I need to go to a doctor about that. Uh, how are you, Kieran? I'm, I'm pretty good. There's good news today, wasn't there, Rain? There was um, the first vaccination dose ever in the world for COVID-19 has been given out to, I think, a woman called Margaret in the UK, like a really old woman. Yeah, the first... Lovely. Yeah, the first vaccine was given, the first vaccine in Ireland was given as well. Really? Oh. And a nurse, a nurse in Northern Ireland was given, and I saw a tweet that was like, the first vaccine, someone was like, me, me, for, ma'am, the first vaccine has been given out. Uh, and uh, the man, he was like, my ma'am, to who? Was it Margaret? Was it, was it Mary down the road? <laughs> I was like, it's brilliant. It's like, uh, Ireland is going to be hilarious once this vaccine rolls out, because everybody knows everything in little towns so i can't wait for that but I'm, i can't wait for the vaccine in general back to normal by the summer baby fingers crossed like who knows obviously i think i think in the u.s like they ordered in 50 million doses or something and like that's all they're able to get until june or something and yeah. so the u.s is going to be fucked for a while yeah uh, uh, so i don't know how many we've ordered i doubt we've ordered the exact number we need but who knows it'll hopefully be some sense of normality by, uh, listen. Voice break, by the end of 21 you know yeah the high two voice breaks ready love it drink every time you get a voice break listen to our podcast on like a friday night and drink every time you hear a voice break you'll get fucked um but yeah no i i, I I'm, I'm happy to wait if it means like high-risk people are gonna get it like people with asthma and people with like um with kind of like health difficulties yeah. um i uh ireland Another news, Ireland is, we basically did a six-week lockdown to save Christmas, and it seems like we've done that. We've done quite well. I'm going for points on Friday at college. Um, it seems like people are going to be, there's some people who aren't going to be sensible, but I'm going to have like a sensible, but also I'm going to leave my house and enjoy myself for Christmas, and then we'll see what happens in the new year. But I'm proud of, our, I'm proud of most of Ireland for doing that six-week lockdown so we could save Christmas, because it was looking really, really bad for a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still freaking out because I feel like it's we're we're close to the finish line, and now it's gonna be worse than ever. I, but that's maybe that's just in my head. Um, yeah, um, the vaccine, it's 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 not gonna be good. It's not gonna be back to normal until the vaccine, like, vaccine takes into effect. So if we if if we've saved Christmas and we have a good Christmas, and then we go back into a little bit of a lockdown and just get the vaccine rolled out, then I won't complain. But it's different different strokes for different folks like uh i'm just happy to see people in college now in person and just like have a good night out and kind of take the shot take the lockdown shackles off i'm really really looking forward to it but i've been we've been busy like from like i've been busy on doing interviews for the podcast and guessing on other podcasts so i'm keep when i'm busy i'm happy so i'm 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 not too bad but i i'm looking forward to getting out of the house yeah it'll it's it's gonna be pretty cool and wrestling show hopefully, next year. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Um, that would be very cool. It'd be really cool to get back and see some familiar faces. Um, a cleaner, like a wrestling product that we can go and, and be in good faith that we're watching people who are good and um, morally, morally <laughs> sane and uh, yeah. just enjoy it with our friends. Because most of the wrestling, yeah, the storylines are important and you want to watch the wrestling and I'm a wrestling mark, so like, yeah, I want to watch the wrestling, but like, the OTT shows became a lot about just hanging out with friends for me. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that. There, there's so much I'm looking forward to that, like, I can't even, like, you can't, if you wrote it down on paper, you'd be there for ages because there's so, there's so much I want to do when we get out and 
holidays and just get to know people in college better, go to nightclubs, just, just get mortaled, as they say in Newcastle, get absolutely fucked off my head <laughs> um, uh, on alcohol and just really enjoy life uh, because that's what college is. You, you need a, the full college experience, if that, that makes sense. Everyone relates to what the full college experience is. <laughs> in America, in England, it's all the same. American, uh, I mean, college, college culture is... Um, something you don't want to miss out on, and we've already missed out on a bit of it, so we've a lot to catch up on. But I'm just buzzing in general. Um, but yeah, now it's it's really cool to see the vaccine coming. At long last, and yeah, so that's probably the highlight of my day, I guess. How about you? You had a good week, Green? I've had a good week. I've in general, I've had a good week. Um, I've what have I done this week? Uh, well, I'm interviewing Leon St. Giovanni from Ring of Honor. As this is coming out tomorrow, I'm interviewing him. Um, we're going to have a great chat about Ring of Honor and WXW. Uh, there's a few more interviews that I don't want to reveal too much on yet, but we're getting the wheels are in motion. Uh, I chatted to Hooch and Jamie from Ringsiders, Kieran, my, my two, the two good friends of the podcast, chatted to them on their podcast, and that's going to be coming out on our feed as well. Had a really, really cool chat about just how the podcast changed our lives in general in terms of like when we like started the podcast and the story about like you not wanting to do it and then we did it and it's been like 18, 18 months since and then we just chatted just had a oh. chat and marked it over wrestling and our podcast journeys because they're amazing like the interviews they do are fantastic um like there's some really really cool stuff on there and I, i'm really really big fans and i can't wait to see them in person as there is um with a lot of the project it's lots um what else did i do i had a lot of college assignments that i finished off um it's been mostly positive um but there is like there is. I mean, I've told Kieran this that I'm, and you. If if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen this. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to articulate myself as good as possible. And I've told Kieran if I if I don't um if I fail to articulate myself correctly, he can correct me here. But to give a bit of context, um, this is another problem in itself. But I'm not gonna go into it. England are we're in a tiered lockdown system, and the government announced that football stadiums in certain parts of the country. We're allowed out. We're allowed open back up to fans. A certain amount of fans were allowed back into the stadiums. So Liverpool had like one thousand fans in the cop, but they were spread out. Which the uh, cop is a section in Anfield where they were like spread out four seats apart, very well socially distanced, and a few in hospitality. Um. So Manchester aren't allowed. There's. I'm not going to go into the. Diff- so basically, certain areas of England are allowed fans back into stadiums. And um, one such play, one such club was Millwall. And for those who don't know, um. Millwall Football Club are very well known for their um, fans being lunatics, uh, hooligans. There's a film about, um, I don't think that was about Millwall, but it's kind of just explained the culture. Uh, Danny Dyer was in the film. Um, it's Green Street, I think, where they are quite open in their hate in their hatred for people. If they don't like you, they will tell you. Um, and they're quite controversial. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. So basically... Ever since George Floyd, the George Floyd death, uh, which is a horrible thing in America, the every, the referee blows the whistle, Kieran, and every you've probably seen this in sporting events. Every player takes the knee for the first ten seconds of the match, and yeah. and officials. So it was Derby County versus Millwall, and the ref blew the whistle, and everyone took the knee, and it was met by a unanimous, not even a section of the crowd, a unanimous booing of of the kneeling for George Floyd. So racism. Let's just call a spade a spade. I'm not going to like dodge around. Ra- blatant racism. Like, clear as day. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a Facebook event because it's, it's, it's a systemic problem with 
a lot of a lot of like football culture where they're like we don't want politics in this country and in this in this in this sport and that is bad enough in itself kieran like what what like what do you think about like like if 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 you've got that public platform to me it's great to use it to spread awareness to especially young people watching these sporting events that we need to kick this stuff out and to see that and to get it for it to get the publicity uh it got is kind of disheartening before i move on to my next point well i i think you know not being anti-racist isn't a political standpoint it's just a general life view and i think over the past year especially with the rise of the black lives matter matter movement um there became a genuine sentiment of it's not good enough anymore to just not be racist you have to vocally be anti-racist and try and fight against these things and i don't know if you're gonna boo that you go fuck yourself because yeah like i don't know it's not fair what a lot of people have to go through is it no it's not and if you're being anti-racist or publicly tweeting about being anti-racist you're not attention seeking you're just showing your support for the like some people do send out these tweets for likes and retweets but that's not ever that that you, you can't you can't look at a tweet and tell someone that that is attention seeking when it's fighting for a cause that like shouldn't even be an issue but i mean it's been an issue since since before up since well before our time well before our grand grandparents time like it's 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 i'm not even going to go in I'm, I'm not even going to pretend i know when racism started because that would just be silly of me but why i'm here what what annoyed me even more so kieran i'm a football fan so i was talking to my friends this is shocking this is terrible i'm not as i said to kieran i'm not an activist i'm not going to come on here and like make graphics about with me and the like just and say like i'm anti i'm not gonna like go out and like make a twitter account and and like go into the town and get a microphone and scream about it because that's that's not my time and place to do that but I, as a as a football fan and someone who's on twitter i was talking to my friends and i was really angry and then i was sent this tweet from julia hartley brewer who was a radio presenter um and what had happened was sky news had covered the story and said it was shocking which is right they said it was it wasn't this shouldn't be allowed this is terrible and Julia Hartley Brewer, I don't even know her, tweeted, quite shocking How is how a presenter on Sky, Sky News just described Millwall fans booing, uh, booing players taking the knee yesterday. It wasn't shocking at all, not to anyone living in the real world. It was entirely predictable. Fans don't want divisive, woke politics at football matches. Okay, um, I'm going to read out my... I, I, had, I, I tweeted about this, um, so I'm not going to try and rephrase it again what i i, I quote tweeted is and said this is the fucking problem you are born you are not born racist you become racist by being fed bollocks like this by verified journalists who to the ver the verification thing is another thing they they really hand them out to anyone and anyone uh people in prominent media positions using terms like woke which is a very modern and kind of term that would that would it's a trigger word for young people it's a trigger word for young people let's just let's call it spade a spade to describe people pe to describe being anti-racist is what is what's leading to kids thinking that race being racist is okay. Stop misinforming the youth. You can't, you can't use these like I, she knows what, full well what she's doing, like using this woke and divisive to describe someone being anti-racist. Yeah, 
But it's it's so it's it's so interesting that it's, this like being anti-racist is viewed as a divisive thing as well. <laughs> it's, it's it's I can't I'm speechless at times. And I'm I'm I went into our comments. So by the so someone tweeted fair play for calling her out. So by this, do you agree with them booing? If footballers are free to demonstrate, and she replied, if footballers are free to demonstrate their views, why shouldn't fans also be free to do the same? And then you and I are free to give our views on both. It's called living in a free country. Fuck off with this free country bollocks. Like, honestly, I hate the free country argument. It's such a fucking American thing, isn't it? Oh, my God. It's so stupid. As if fucking, like, the majority of the world isn't already free. It's so silly, because it's just like, yeah, technically, legally, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I still think you should shut the fuck up and keep your know, like keep your thoughts to yourself or change them. And it's yeah. such a silly way to try and shut down an argument by saying, "Well, I can I can say these things. We know you can say them, but you fucking shouldn't." Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to drag on because we've 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 a lot more positive things to talk about. But it's it's worth pointing out that you aren't no matter what people say, you aren't born racist. You, no one is ever born a cunt. I'm going to use that. No one is ever born like a dickish person. You become it by your by surrounding yourself with people or information that that lean that that gets into your head and you start believing it. And going out and saying woke and divisive on a matter that I'm I'm guaranteed that Millwall crowd had a good couple hundred kids in it with their dads. And you're using the words woken, woken divisive, which woke is definitely going to be the dictionary word of the year. And it's, it's been around a long time, but like, I guarantee it's going to be in a dictionary and kids and, and woke is a, is a term that has only started becoming prominent in the last few years. And using that to describe being anti-racist, you can use it if you're describe you can use it to describe other things. But anti-racist is not one of them. I'm sorry. That is just that is clearly preying on innocent people's minds and people who are. Like me, like I, I'm 19. Kieran is 19 as well, or 18. I've forgotten your birthday here, but we're we're we're, we're both teenagers. Our our brains are definitely not matured. I'm pretty sure I've heard a stat that's incorrect and wrong. Your brain doesn't mature until you're 24. If yeah, you're if you're feeding, you, so. yeah. If you're feeding people reading that tweet whose brains and opinion and like who haven't matured properly and they start believing this stuff. It's a systemic problem. Racism is a systemic problem. It's not something people are born with. It's not like if it's not something that is like a like a a gene. It's not in the genes to be racist. You become racist by being fed shite like this from people with blue ticks that barely should have blue ticks. And that's a rant over. But like it's just don't just don't feed if if you're young and you're listening to this, don't feed don't feed into that. Like it's just there's some people out there who have way too much power and way too much platform for the Gemma, Gemma, Gemma O'Doherty and um, what's her name? Kay Hopkins were a perfect example of a systemic problem promoting racism and misogyny and homophobia. It's all it's all a systemic problem. It's not just it's not just something you're born with. So just be careful what you listen to and what you consume. I have no idea how to segue out of that, but. I I I I tell Karen I just had to get it off my chest on a on speaking yeah. it because I've I, I've said it and I and I've ranted about it enough but um there's no way of segueing out of it but we'll get on to the wrestling news now but just be careful and be careful and and the last thing I sorry I the last thing I want to say is, the last thing I want to say is as a someone who was tra- it was 
in college to be a journalist. Not all journalists are like this. Don't tar journalists with the same brush. There is a lot of journalists who use their platform for the wrong reasons. But I can assure you from my first few months, there was a lot of people who want to be a journalist for the right reasons. So don't tar everyone with the same brush. It's scary to see that there's a lot of journalists that have gotten a platform and completely used it for the wrong things. But um, yeah, just don't tar everyone with the same brush in an industry. You know, you, I mean, everyone knows that in the same. There's a lot of people in every industry who use their power for the wrong reasons but don't tire everyone with the same brush under a headline so yeah that's it yeah um i can move on to even more depressing news if you want sure let's go let's keep going come on um pat patterson passed away over the week the oh yeah 79 which is just horrible there was a massive outpouring of love towards him um, oh, yeah. once announced and uh, it's just horrible he, he he's, he's been such a part of the wrestling world for decades now at this point um and i don't know it's going to be sad seeing well it is sad seeing going it's going to be sucky not seeing him in any more like 24s or documentaries or anything on the network you know yeah this is um this is um this is a big loss for everyone because this man created created and booked almost every royal rumble something that like if something that like even non wrestling fans watch. This man was revolutionary. He he was the first ever intercontinental champion, and his career came with a lot of baggage. He was the first openly gay professional wrestler. Mm. This man was this man was a revolutionary. I didn't realize how big he was until he passed away. Which is which is the same for a lot of people. You don't realize how much they had an influence until they pass away, which is sad. But like it's really cool to hear all like the testimonies and the stories. Um, he fought through a lot of like bad press and we're not going to get into that but he he really really did revolutionize wrestling we're going to talk about him in a wrestling sense i'll tell a quick story there was a story that i heard of someone that um pat book you know pat book the um um the backstage uh, producer yeah um and uh he pat patterson hadn't met pat book yet and he i'm probably paraphrasing a little bit but he went up to pat and was like how are you? And he, he introduced himself and he was like, what's your name? He's like, Pat. He's like, oh, I'm Pat too. He's like, what's your second name? Book. And he's like, oh, oh, your name's Pat Book. He's like, I was walking around, like, kept hearing you. I kept hearing your, I kept hearing what I thought, what, what, what was your name? But I thought people were just saying Pat Fuck. <laughs> and, 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 and he thought, he thought people were saying Fuck Pat <laughs> as, as in, as in getting really angry at him. So it's just some really cool stories, but there's a there's um it's also he's the reason Daniel Bryan is uh Kieran WrestleMania 30 wouldn't happen without Pat Patterson. Daniel Bryan really? would ne- Daniel Bryan would never have been rehired uh, if it wasn't for Pat Patterson. Um, oh. um Daniel Bryan told the story after the match on um Friday Night SmackDown, where uh he said that uh when I when he got fired originally Pat Buck went to bat like went to bat to get Daniel Bryan back in the company like begged on his hands and knees to Vince get Daniel Bryan back in he's something special and sure yeah. enough he came back in and Daniel Bryan the rest is history so but Daniel Bryan was very emotional but yeah no it's um it's really cool to see all the stories yeah it's it's a massive blow to wrestling um I it, I don't know it the one good thing I think that comes out of any time a big figure dies is seeing that outpouring of love and support that they get you know um, yeah it's 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 it, and, and it's nice when they seem like a genuinely everyone comes with baggage not everyone is perfect but it's really cool to see all the cool stories and 
the respect that he garnered from everybody. And the 10 bell salutes across the week have been fantastic. Um, it's just really, really cool to see. Um, now, uh, RIP Pat Patterson, um, the wrestling business wouldn't be the same without him. So um, rest in peace and thoughts go out to him and his family uh, and anyone anyone related or anyone in the WWE. But Kieran, we're going to bring the mood up a little bit because there they're the last kicker, Becky Lynch, is now a mother. Kieran, I'm, I know you're ha- I know you're delighted about this, so I'm gonna let you. B- baby Rue has been born. I'm not gonna get on to what Rue is a flour and butter mix used to thicken soups and sauces, but this is about Becky Lynch's baby, so I will not go on to that. Hey man, I'm sure Rian is like you could translate that to like big fat bun or something. R- yeah. R- Rian is actually Irish for Ryan, and Rian in the baby baby name's book means the king. So go fuck yourself. The king. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm gonna write in the book, and it's just gonna say the cunt. Um, yeah, no, Becky and Seth, they've had their first child. Isn't this lovely? It's, it, I don't know, it was a nice little pick-me-up in the weekend. There's a picture of all three of their hands together. They're so tiny. Um, yeah, just congratulations. It, mm. it was very nice news. Um, I'm sure they're both very happy now. Seth, he's on time off right now, right? I think he is. Yeah, he needs it. I really hope the nails that were painted were his. Just for the laugh. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's good to see the bits. Good. To, hopefully, this brings them both back with a fresh mindset, and um, they take their time off. They enjoy take nine months until their baby is 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 old and old enough to have a babysitter or even just come to the company. I'm sure they really have those kind of childcare services that they probably use when like Maurice's children come or Brie or. Nikki Bella were wrestling under the Rumble. So whenever they're ready to come back, I really hope they come back with a fresh mindset and some fresh ideas. But we're talking about like their baby being born right now, not the wrestling side of it. So like congratulations to them. It's really cool to see. Um because uh, Becky is one of our own, so it's really cool to see. Yeah. Um, um from one uh, from from one congratulations. From one um women's great women's wrestler in WWE to another, Candice LeRae reportedly injured at NXT War Games. And I don't blame her. That match was vicious. We'll get on to it later. But Candice Ray is reportedly um, is has reportedly suffered a slight injury uh, in the War Games match. It's unknown the the nature of the injury, but um, I assume she'll be taking a, a few weeks off to kind of repair and heal up. I'd say a lot of them will be. Um, uh, let me have a look to see. Triple H confirmed during the post takeover media call that Candice Ray. Oh, wait, the nature has been revealed. I was just buying time. Candice Ray suffered a possible broken arm during the War Games match. Wow. Um, for a while, then. Yeah, uh, she might be out for a while, yeah. The game also not that Bobby Fish suffered an elbow laceration and other superstars picked up bumps and bruises. No shit, like, only Lorcan had a big gash under his eye. Um, yeah. And after the finish of that match, we'll get on to it later, but I hope Candice recovers soon, because they nearly... They, died, they nearly died for our entertainment and it was fantastic. I loved the show last night, but until we'll, we'll get on to it later. But um hope she recovers soon. Um we've got some Undertaker news. Didn't really expect yeah. this. Uh What's the Undertaker it? is in talks with Triple H about working at the WWE Performance Center. How do you That's feel? Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, awesome. I mean, he's if you take away how amazing it was in the ring, he's one of the best character wrestlers in wrestling history and if there's one thing WWE needs more of, it's great characters. It, it's probably their best strength is their characters. 
um, at least compared to like other wrestling companies. Um, but he is also incredible in the ring. He's incredible at, you know, bringing something to the audience and giving them an experience you'll never fucking find anywhere else. Yeah, so, could you imagine? Yeah. Imagine walking in to the fucking performance center day one and your teacher is the undertaker. I, I was oh. just going to say that. Could you imagine walking in for your promo class and you're like, okay, I'm just going to get like um, Norman Smiley is going to take the class. And then all of a sudden, fucking seven foot Mark Calloway comes in. With a bandana around his head, staring a hole through you, you'd shit yourself. Um, the quote from Triple H after after a lot of just generic uh, putting putting Taker over says Taker has previously said he would be interested in working at the, as the coach at the PC. The travel between Texas and Florida on a regular basis could prove to be a stumbling block, though. Um, the dead man told the rap, uh, "You know that's the pickle I'm in right now. Is trying to figure out what lane I want to take. I've been on the road for so long that that doesn't really appeal to me. Traveling and doing all that, I love to teach." Sure. Um. Who was it who said that Taker, uh, Ricky Starks trained with Undertaker before? Um, if you listen to Chris Van Bleet's interview recently, Ricky Starks like trained a little, like the Undertaker like showed him the ropes and like bumped around with him a little bit um, around WrestleMania 33 or two time. So the man seems to have a real passion for training. So um, if Undertaker is in the PC, that means we're going to get a hell of a lot of good wrestlers. So uh, I will take that. And uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see like videos of him just like taking classes and seeing voice break number three great um yeah and seeing people's faces as he's uh as he's like teaching i don't think you would go against uh undertaker to be honest not that you go against any trainer but especially the undertaker um what is our next you got another you got next news story for us karen um well nxt has announced the new year's special um new year's evil mm-hmm. but it's being broadcast 6th of january like come on are you kidding me I don't know. It's like a week after. Just broadcasted the day before New Year's. Why are you doing it like almost a week after? To be honest, Kieran, when I saw this, I was like, "That's Kieran all over." Um, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's fantastic." But why the fuck is it on so late? Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, that should be a good event. Shotzi Blackheart will definitely be at the forefront of um proceedings at that. She's that new <laughs> tank looks really cool. She seems to always be like the big host and the big spectacle person. I really like her for that. Yeah, me too. And she was she showed. Listen, she's not just the host after that war games match. She fucking kicked ass. Um, next, we're gonna go down a bit. Heat on Impact Wrestling following the latest round of tapings. This is a perfect example of a company that um are just not doing the COVID thing correctly. Um, uh, Impact Wrestling held their final TV tapings of 2020 a few weeks ago, and all episodes of Impact on Access TV are in the books for the year. A report from Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer News that there were pos- there was a positive COVID nineteen test at the tapings, and wrestlers who were in close contact with the individual were told to get tested. Other talent weren't told about the positive test and found out through gossip. Jeez, uh, Fightful Select, who are probably the most reliable source there is, has since reported that there is significant heat on Impact Management following the positive coronavirus test. Several wrestlers told Fightful that they've never been tested for COVID-19 by the company. Many were encouraged to get GCW tested following the GCW collective for like 20 events in a weekend thing. But Impact didn't enforce it at all. Now, Rain, this might be jumping ahead a little bit, but was this the tapings that had Kenny Omega in them? Yeah, but I'm assuming Kenny was brought in for like 10, 10 minutes or... It, it, it was, and I, I was going to leave that till the end, but... We'll, we'll, we, 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 we will still leave that till the end, but I'm assuming that this is the, they, Kenny got the belt, Ken, they gave Kenny the belt and he came and recorded that bit before he won the title. 
don't get uh, don't get me started on tape tapings <laughs> on dates and stuff. I only know on air dates, but I'm assuming Kenny was around. Which I'm assuming you were asking me, does that mean Kenny could come back and give everyone COVID? Which is correct. It's a yeah. really, really negligent and stupid thing not to enforce COVID tests or to just throw a blind eye to it. I would have thought Scott Demore was under control. Um, but, I mean, if Impact, Impact is known as that kind of TV company that treats itself like an indie company, so um, it yeah. doesn't... They are. They they have the weakest TV deal of all the major companies. They have, um, great, they, have the be, they, they have the best women's division, but the weakest deal. Yeah. Do they? I don't know. That Wargames match is pretty good, man. It was, but at the moment, I think Impact have a. They they did a, they did a tournament recently. The names in that. Oof. Um. Right. We go on to just a small bit of news. New signing. New W signing. Russ Taylor, who was Timothy Thatcher's one of Timothy Thatcher's students from last week, has a new name. His name is uh, Tyler Rust. Now this guy, I've I watched I, I when I was in Germany, I watched this guy wrestle. Fantastic, such a good wrestler. This guy is amazing. He can work. That Thatcher style is perfect for him, but he can go as well. Hundred percent. I love him. I really do like him in the ring. Uh, Tyler Rust, uh, new name. I know it's not a bad name. It's not the worst name they've ever given anyone. But uh, yeah, so he's a new name. Um. Oh my God, I didn't watch all of Raw last night. Jackson Riker is returned to WTV. Oh, Jack Riker. Oh, I hear. The, do you remember the guy who tweeted in support of the president? Remember the guy who was in the Forgotten Sons who tweeted in support of the president and all that racist stuff that came out about him? No, I do not remember this. So, ba- so basically, Jackson Riker, formerly of the Forgotten Sons, hasn't been on TV for ages. Um, and he returned to TV alongside Elias uh, on main event. Sorry, not on Raw. That's why I didn't see it. Um. Riker's return came only days after Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake returned to Friday Night SmackDown and aligned themselves with King Corbin, his former two stablemates. Uh, Fightful Select reported the former gunner appeared on main event for a dry run to see if his partnership with Elias worked. Um, yeah, this guy, ha- this guy is a former war veteran who's highly in support of Trump and has had a lot of controversial... Uh, he hasn't tweeted... He, he, pro- he, del- he tweeted a load of pro-Trump tweets during the George Floyd protests. Um, and he has major heat with the locker room, but it seems like they're trying to bleed him back in. This can get fucked and get in the bin, please. Um, Wesley Blake and Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler are fantastic, and the, the, I like Corbin in the ring. I just don't like his character. So maybe having two lackeys and maybe changing the character a bit. I'm on board with that. I like everything SmackDown are doing, and I I love the way they've taken them away from Jackson Riker. But Jackson Riker coming back on TV can get fucked. That man's a cunt. Yeah, no, I just yeah, pretty bad. It is pretty um, bad. Um, I didn't that that came as a surprise there. Um, uh, he just does. He's got a lot of baggage. I don't. I mean, if 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 Lars Sullivan has been swept under the rug in the past few weeks on SmackDown, then I fully expect this to be a short-lived thing. Um, but knowing WWE's morals, I wouldn't be surprised if he um made an appearance again. Do you want an update on Eva Marie's return to WWE here? And are you excited? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, her last run was good, but then. She got injured and they have to ditch it, but it was good. Right. Uh, so we had a lot of, like, I think a few months ago, basically in October, Cult Holic first reported that Eve Marie was returning to WWE. We were told all Red Everything could return as soon as the October 12th episode of Monday Night Raw. But that day has since been gone, since gone, been and gone without Marie's return. Mike Johnson from PW Insider provided additional details um, 
at the time, and now he's provided an update and confirmed she is listed on the company's internal roster, but has not been assigned to a brand. She has also been seen a number of times at the PC in the past couple of months. Okay, her last run ended with her like having a lot of wardrobe mal- mal- malfunctions, but she did have a. She's not the best wrestler in the world, but she's definitely a really good character and could be used quite well on either Raw or SmackDown, and will bring eyes to the product. She has a lot of businesses going on. Um, her her fashion brand is doing quite well. So, but like, if she wants to get back in the ring, um, it won't be it won't be nice to seek out every week her segments. But I mean, all the power to her. I've nothing like, nothing against her returning. I mean, they were she. I don't think she would work without a crowd to drop heat from. Um, because that's like that run, especially the only fucking good thing she ever did. Um, was getting an insane amount of booze and it was a fucking clever gimmick i think they might have given it to someone else eventually i don't know um, yeah i'm up for seeing her back maybe you don't get her until crowds are back though oh yeah um but anyway um what else um andra okay andrade and charlotte flair uh, possible w plans for charlotte and andre uh, andrade and andre um revealed uh, WrestleVotes tweeted an idea that's been discussed is uh, pairing Andrade and Charlotte when they return to TV the idea behind it is use Charlotte's star power to elevate Andrade into the main event what do you think of this Karen? Um, sure okay I mean you, you could probably get Andrade up there without using Charlotte but hey <laughs> if that's what it's going to take may as well you know yeah um, short and sweet uh, Kieran, Sting, ugh, well, I just ruined everything there. Well, Sting is back, everybody. Who cares? Um, but anyway, but, but anyway, uh, I think I think the AEW are going for a million views this week because as well as Sting returning and going to be speaking for the first time with Tony Schiavone this week, which we'll discuss in detail in a while, the Shaq man is going to appear and t- speak to Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone is going to be a busy man this week. He's got Shaq and he's got Sting in the hot seat. Hopefully both not together. Please not together. Oh, okay. No, if he does it together, then I'm in. Then I'll watch it. No. <laughs> Joint interview with Sting and Shaq. That would be amazing. Do you like basketball? I like crows. <laughs> like, fuck you. Fuck your basketball. <laughs> oh, no. Do not do that. Do not do that. Um, but yeah, uh, Shaq's going to come back. Co- the only match I can see Shaq having is with Cody. That's what they're kind of setting up. But... I mean, it'll make people watch. I think they might break a mill. Um, I genuinely think they might break a mill with the post-impact show and all the buzz around that. And I will, I will discuss what that what Kenny Omega's on a, appearance on Impact is setting up in our Dynamite review. But, we will see how good that Impact appearance is. If it's like, if it's just a bit shit, then there is won't, but... there is plans for that, Kieran. There is plans for this um, specific plans for Kenny Omega's Dynamite appearance. Um, all right. Which I will tell you about. It's it's this isn't a uh, the rumors are it's not a full on working relationship. It's not like they'll have they might they, they if they can sort something out they might have a show now and again like they might have a show every year. Hmm. But that's nothing that's been reported. A show has not been reported. The only thing that's been reported is the information I will tell you in our dynamite review. CM Punk news. I mean, it's been a while since we had some of that. But um, Kieran's. Yeah. Um, John Moxley had an amazing podcast with uh, Renee Young on the oral sessions that we discussed a few weeks ago that I really, really enjoyed. CM Punk was guest number two. Um, wow. And I guess she knows everyone, doesn't she? Oh, wait, no, I, I cannot wait for some of the guests she's going to get on that thing. Like, I genuinely cannot wait. I cannot wait for the Veda um, 
what's her name? Selena Vega episode. Did you see who was playing Among Us on Twitch uh, few night on Saturday night? Selena Vega, Paige, Ronda Rousey, Tr- uh, Lita. Um, Whoa. Um, there was a few more Hall of Famers in there. It was me- Ronnie Radka, Paige's boyfriend. But there was so many Hall of Famers. And I didn't watch it, but I was like, geez, that's a star-studded lineup. That's going to make some money. Um, but anyway. Um, okay, so speaking on Renee's podcast, Punk said... Basically, the summary is, Kieran, you either give me the main event or a fuckload of money or I'm not coming back to wrestling. <laughs> um, um, so, since Backstage has been cancelled, um, has been cancelled, but Renee Paquette asked the voice of the voice of what, what it would take for him to return to the ring on our on our sessions. He said, without wanting to insult anybody on either side of the fence, any W or AEW talent, it would take an all... Above all else, an interesting scenario, a story that would be fun to tell, also just the stupidest amount of money. But they could save themselves a whole lot of money if they just presented a fun storyline. Now, what that is, I don't know. I'm a pretty picky guy. I think there's more interesting people on the AEW side of things for me to wrestle, but that's just because I've never wrestled them before. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Talking about your husband, I look at that and go, well, I wrestled him already. So So it's just less interesting than something new. On WWE side of things, I don't know that there is uh, currently any uh, current uh, anybody currently that I haven't wrestled that I would be interested in wrestling. He later added, I feel like a shitbag even saying a shit ton of money uh, thing. But on the WWE side of things, let's be honest, there's baggage. There's stuff that's got to be worked it through. So I don't know how you get there. I don't. I really don't. And then he also noted that in New Japan, he went on to say about New Japan and said he would be interested in Kazuchika Okada. He did admit that he had not seen a lot of the Rainmakers matches. It's clear. The message is clear, Kieran. You either back a truckload of money up to my house or give me the main event. Yeah. There's a little beep there. I don't know what that was, just in case this has stopped recording. Um, um, no, we're not. But I yeah. think, personally, for my taste, I think I, I'd be more interested in the his matches against the roster in WWE than I would in AEW, purely because I, I just think there's a longer list of names where I'm like, oh, I'd love to see him fight CM Punk, because I, I think with AEW, it's like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and then the sentence would trail off a bit, whereas you could go through half the NXT roster and I'm just losing my mind. Um, but fuck it, I guess it's up to him. That, that, to me, that, that's him putting out a feeler being like, just give me a fucking offer and I'll come back, um, which is nice. I don't think it'll have the same hype as it would have before backstage. Unfortunately, I think that killed a little bit of the CM Punk Please come back, momentum. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it would be a, a massive, massive thing if he came back. Yeah, it would. Um, he's he's not the best in ring. He is good in ring, but it's more the character. Him on the mic. That's the other thing. Him in ring after what, like six, seven years since he wrestled? Mm-hmm. I who fucking knows what state he'd be in. Yeah, I, it could be one of those returns that we wish never happened. <laughs> anyway, um, in the main event of the news, because we do need to talk wrestling. Um, Kieran, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This story is gonna bring it really up high and really exciting, and then it's just gonna drop off a cliff at the end. Um, oh, okay. Roman Reigns, WrestleMania. The rumor mill is the rumor mill is turning. Kieran, I cannot wait if they get it right. Ever since Roman Reigns returned to WWE with uh, as a heel with the Tribal Chief character, many have been hoping a storyline will lead to a match with The Rock at WrestleMania. According to Louis Dangor, guest of the show, WWE has tried to throw, uh, has been thrown around ideas for WrestleMania 37. And creative meetings, and the company is hoping that The Rock will return and face the big dog at the show of shows. Yes. Okay? That's good. 
Contingency plans have been put in place, Kieran. Big E. Okay. Love that. If yeah, that happens, and if that happens, yes, please. Because Big E, did you see? We'll talk about SmackDown. Big E has got new. Big E's five Mister Five count chalk on the hands is back. Love it. Yeah, I like that. I always like that. Yeah. Love it. Daniel Bryan, which is rumored for the Rumble, which I, which I, the Rumble card is shaping up so nicely, which we'll talk about when we talk about Raw and SmackDown. Shaping up really nicely. But if Daniel Bryan has to drag it out till Mania. I'm not complaining. Um, are under consideration along with WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Now, I don't know how you do that, but if that needs to happen, I don't think it will because Drew should have his own match of Mania and not a title versus title. I wouldn't compl- I, I wouldn't be angry if that had to happen. But Kieran... Combine the titles. Yeah, combine the titles. Yeah, yeah, that could be a good thing. But, um, huh, Kieran, do you want to know who number four on that list is? Oh, okay, go on. Goldberg. <laughs> okay. The W, the dub, the two-time Universal Champion was scheduled to face Reigns at WrestleMania 36, but the big dog pulled out because of the pandemic. Goldberg is under contract with Double E through 2022-2023 on a two-year, two matches per year deal. Kieran, that if I've 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 been thinking. What is going to stop this Roman Reigns momentum? And if he faces off against Goldberg, this can get fucked. I mean, if he wins against Goldberg. Goldberg, I don't, I don't want to see Goldberg no. murder anybody. Um, no, yeah. no, no. See, I think... The, I, 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 I'm still... I've said this on the show loads. I don't think The Rock will come back. Um, they were setting up Daniel Bryan versus Roman... Um, like maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown, and now they've shifted gears to Kevin Owens. I think if we don't see Brian and Roman at the Rumble, we'll see it at Mania, and that's when we'll know any hope of The Rock coming out. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Rock isn't The Rock isn't in Fast Nine, so take it out what you will. Listen, I'm happy it, with any. I'm, it's I'm just, like he's short on movies. Yeah, I'm happy. With, I'm happy with any of them other than Goldberg. I just not, Goldberg doesn't interest me anymore after seeing him nearly murder the Undertaker. But Kieran, let's bring the mood way up. Because was Goldberg not... last match Dolph Ziggler? Uh, no, it's Braun Strowman. I, uh, Braun well, Strowman when he lost well, to Braun Strowman in like five minutes. I don't know. I don't mind Goldberg. I think Goldberg's okay, but I I'd like him to just come back every now, like maybe once a year, and have that like Dolph Ziggler type match where it's like two minutes long or some shit, you know. Yeah, like like like, like Brainbuster, Brainbuster Elias now and again. Just don't go anywhere near Roman Reigns right now. Do not. Well, just like a surprise appearance once a year on a random pay per view or some shit has a quick two minute squash match. That's what he's best at, and that's how we should go out. Because at this stage, any match could be Goldberg's last match. You know. Um, yeah. Listen. A... Yeah, I'm not a fan, but listen, what I was a fan of was War Games and Kieran. War... Kieran, this show was the perfect mix between the goods, the good things about the main roster WWE and NXT. And I, for one, apart from a few things, loved it. I for, think it was the best takeover of the year. I can't remember the other ones particularly. Kyler, well. uh, the one with Kyler Riley and Finn Balor has to be up there. Um, but yeah, Kier- but this, this might be the most fun. And I, I think I've said before on this that I'm not the biggest War Games fan, but I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, all right, Kieran, can we start off from the start? Ozzy Osbourne's soundtrack was fucking beautiful. Very cool. Very cool. Um, but we got match, and I love the way the the promo packages are fantastic. 
Um, they really do some good stuff. There's an Irish guy doing the prom package now called Sean Ryan. He did a lot of work for OTT. Um, yeah, but, he's incredible. Yeah. Okay, NXT TakeOver War Games. Let's get straight into it, Kieran, because I love this. Women's War Games match. Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, Neo Shrivers, Candice LeRae, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Thoughts, feelings, and or emotions, Kieran. I thought this was fantastic. Yeah, this this is my match of the night. Um, at the start of it, Shotzi Blackheart had her tank, and it was very cool. And Dakota Kai was, like, banging against the cell wall or whatever, and Shotzi Blackheart fired little bullets. At Dakota Kai from her tank, and it was really cool and made me laugh. So yeah, best match of the night. Um, yeah, um, really good. It's fantastic. It, there, there's no complaints here at all. It wasn't overbooked. There wasn't too many stupid NXT kickouts. Um, although obviously there's going to be a few. It was just as far as a war games match goes, it was perfect. Right. Um. Few few cool moments. Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Rhea Ripley rekindling their feud as soon as they stand stood in front of each other. The big host fight feel, fantastic. Um, the tank was really cool as well. Um, Gonzalez is a star. I can't believe I'm saying this now. I called her bland when she debuted at Dakota, like with Dakota Kai. I'm, I, will, I will hold my hand up when I am wrong. This woman is a star. Fantastic. Um, she, she just does the, she does the work of a big, of a, of like a big host fight woman really, really well. She's scary as shit. Um, uh, Ripley, um, Tony Storm is just a really, really solid wrestler. And then we got to the moment where it was the final entrant was meant to be Io Shirai, and she got to the ring. And Indy Hartwell in her neck brace, and I love the fact that she was in a neck brace because of the eclipse, because that move needs to be protected more than anything in the world. If anyone ever kicks out of that, I'll break something. Um, but Io Shirai tried to get into the ring, kept kept getting kicked out, and the bumps she was taking. When she was getting like kicked with the door. Amazing. She tried to bring a ladder in. She got shoved into the barricade. And then we forgot about her. She fell on the ground. We forgot about her. And then we remembered she existed. Because everyone was fighting. And then all of a sudden we see Io Shirai on top of the war game structure. With a bin in her hand. I'm not saying trash can. A bin in her hand. I don't know how she dragged it up there. But she jumped off the cage with a bin on her head, Kieran. This was, in, this was fantastic. <laughs> So fun, so creative. I'm sure it's been done on some fucking indie show somewhere, but I've never seen it before, and I love this. Um, yeah. Can yeah. I just say, I think Rhea Ripley, obviously this time last year, was on the hottest streak of her career, um, maybe one of the hottest women's streaks anyone's ever seen, um, rivaling Becky Lynch. That's too far. But <laughs> it would be up there, I think. Um, and then she kind of lost a lot of momentum as that went on. And the second she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, just kind of collapsed. I think between this and the last month of TV, she's starting to build herself up again and really become a credible threat and force as a women's wrestler, which is yeah. cool. I think she's going to win the Rumble, um, personally. Ooh. Uh, I, think yeah, her, I, 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 I think she's getting back to Charlotte. I think Charlotte's going to win the title at Elimination Chamber and get that like 15th reign or whatever, and Ripley's going to beat her for the belt or something. Yeah. Um, but, I think... Of the entire NXT women's division, though, is Shotzi Blackheart. I love her so much. I know she's you do. Just, she, she, she's a Kieran wrestler. Like, she is. She really is. Such a um, fucking hack. Which... Yeah, now listen, here's a few more spots. Kieran, this frightened the shit out of me. Trash can uh, on Io Shirai's body, double stomp from Dakota Kai. She got oh. trapped in that. Tra- she got trapped in that bin. 
that bin wasn't yeah. that, that was scary like i was worried that someone had fucked her face up there with that with that bin that was a that was rough yeah, no, there's no way getting around that. No, um, looks pretty cool. And then my fa- then my favorite move of the night, Kieran, an eclipse on a fucking chair. Fucking looked so nice. It looked so. <laughs> it, looked so it looked so. Kieran, nice isn't the word. That looked like broken neck city, but it was so good. Hmm. Yeah, and and Emma Moon is in the shape of her life. She's lost a lot of weight, and she looks fantastic. Everybody looked great in this match. No one looked bad. There was a Tony time on the tra- on the bins. The bins were getting broken left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, the bins are such like an NXT thing, are they? I feel like no one really uses them, but NXT brings them out a decent amount. Yeah, and as and as if we didn't have enough, um, we didn't have enough big spots, um. Larray can uh, Blackheart took out Larray. Blackheart actually credit to Blackheart. She took a caning from three people with kendo sticks mid match, um, and took it like a champ. Um, there was a ladder propped up between the ring ropes in between the two rings. I love when the two rings get used, I like when they get used in normal matches as well, which we'll get onto. But two, the ladder got put up between the two rings, and one-handed powerbomb through the ladder in the middle of the two rings. Raquel Gonzalez pins the champion. Yes, please. This was... The ending was brilliant. It puts over Gonzalez. She's gone for the belt. Wouldn't complain if she got the belt now. I can't believe I'm saying that, but oh my God. One-handed powerbomb through the ladder. I popped. Yeah, fantastic move. Yeah. Uh, great yeah. match. What a way to open the show. Um, match of the night. Probably... Probably will be up on the match of the year stuff that we'll probably be recording soon. Yeah, the war games, the, the women's war games match was up there last year, so fair play to them. They seem to know what they're doing. Um, my now we get on. I sorry, shit about him. This best women's division in the world. Yeah, All right, I, they're both great. Let's love, let's let's love them for what they are. Okay, before our next match, which was champ against Timothy Thatcher, <clears throat> Kieran, we're going to talk negatively about Finn Balor. Um. Mm. Not not in a he bad not, not in a bad way. He, it's good to see him. He cut a great promo. He needs to fire that fucking barber now. Yeah, it's a dodgy haircut. It reminds me of um look, this is an inside joke, but do you remember Thomas in our school? His haircut? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reminds okay. me of that. If you're American or English, look up Young Offenders. The English have probably seen it because it's on BBC. This was a bad haircut. So basically, I'm going to get my haircut on Thursday. And, like, my hair will look like that halfway through the haircut. Like, you get the bottom shaved and the top is still the same. But what the barber is then meant to do is blend the two so it makes a fade effect. It's called a fade. It, it's like a, it's like a, it's kind of like, like it's fading from your hair, your, your hair being completely, like, Skit, like your scalp into like it's it's it, it just makes a cool effect whereas Finn Balor's barber obviously took an ecstasy pill halfway through the, the um <laughs> halfway through the uh, cut and just forgot to blend it and it looks horrible um I really hope it changes soon but it looked terrible um but that's not what we're yeah. here to talk about but I just thought it was hilarious or by the time he's back wrestling it'll be like grown out enough yeah um but yeah anyway um if that was a home haircut then all is forgiven, but if that was a barber's haircut, I, I, he definitely doesn't pay for his haircuts, but Jesus. Um, now, uh, he basically said he's going to be back on Wednesday night, so that's cool. Kieran will pop. 
Um, Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher. Kieran, this match, we said it was going to be a war, and boy, was it. It hurt to watch. Um, yep. Fuck, they really went for it in this one. It had uh, not the best build. It had like just the right one, a very simple build. But they really went for it. They just came out and just had a wrestling match. Uh, lots of that work and everything. Um, really hard. Yeah, this was really old school British stuff. Um, Thatch is Thatch can. It's what Thatcher does well. He's just violent and vicious. And he also is known for having cauliflower ears, which is which if, if you are a rugby fan, you will know is kind of when your ear gets, you, you're in a scrum, so your ear gets kind of, it, it's like in a UFC fire. If you've seen CM Punk in his UFC fight, you had the big swollen ears. Basically, Thatcher has been fighting for so long, he's got these cauliflower ears. And what happened was, one of the, it's basically a cauliflower ear. If you, if you like, cut it, it'll just pop. It, it's not even like, there's just blood build up and it popped. And Thatcher's cauliflower ear popped and blood was everywhere, Kieran. Kieran? Kieran's gone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, I'm going to leave that in. Kieran, all I said was blood was everywhere. Thatcher's ear just popped and it was just vicious. Yeah, no, fucking rough. Sorry, my internet went there. Um, no, it's okay. uh, no, I'm just talking about like how it's a cauliflower. So there's just, it's like a buildup of blood and it was just, it was horrible in a good way because it suited the match. Yeah, no, it, it really did. Um, really, I, 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 I said it earlier, but really, really hard hitting match. Really stiff wrestling um it's it's what tim thatcher is best at i guess i wasn't sure if he'd work in a wwe environment but it seems he's working in nxt at least i'd I, keep him here don't put him on the main roster Um, i'd love to see him have matches with pete dunn tyler bay you know any any Kyle Riley, Kyle Riley. yeah Kyler, Riley, Fiddler even yeah um less so finn but still <laughs> you don't um, want to see him die <laughs> that's why um <laughs> I really would have liked Thatcher to win, but I can understand why Champa won. Um, out of Champa and Gargano, I liked Champa infinitely more than Gargano at the moment. We'll get on to that in a minute. But um, basically, what happened was it was just a lot of ground and pound. And then Thatcher, uh, Champa got caught Thatcher with a Willow's Bell after locking in a guillotine for the win. Brutal and violent. And it didn't really lessen Thatcher at all because he's got these vignettes that he does are brilliantly shot and it gets him over as like a real threat. Plus, it's Tommaso fucking Champa. If you lose to him, you're not really losing much while you're bleeding out of your ear. Um, yeah. I'm not... I hope one of them... Whoever... I, I, I want to see Kashid in the main event, but I'm hoping Kishid, I'm hoping this kind of three-way three-way storyline kind of dissipates and they focus on one person. Because um, these three-way storylines, there's two of them in WWE. There's two of them in NXT already and the, the one that we're going to talk about later can get in the bin. So I just hope that they book this properly and Thatcher gets booked properly because this really—it was a cool change of pace. It really, I, I really enjoyed the change of pace, Kieran, because it needed it as you have a crazy spot fest war games match. It's really cool to bring it down a peg with an also good match. Um, yeah, you when they are trying to shift gears for a bit and get the crowd. Well, I guess there's no crowd, but get people back involved after such a high. Um, it does not work, but it did here. So well done. Where do you want to see Tim go next? Who's his next opponent? Uh, hmm. I actually don't know. It's really weird because he's doing these vignettes, but he's also been doing this Kushida and Champa storyline. Uh, I, I just want the belt off Gargano. Just go and murder Gargano and take the belt off him, please. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I like Tim Thatcher. There are a lot of people don't like him. He's divisive. There's how you use the word divisive in a right manner. Um, 
He's divisive. Some people like him, some people don't. Um, I don't care where he goes next because I know what he's going to do is pretty good. Um, Kieran, next match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. I like these both individually, but this storyline, this match symbolized their storyline. It went on far too long. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the weakest of the night. I wouldn't say it was bad. I, I nope. do think it was good. Um, but I don't know. I, I know you like both these guys. I, I don't have strong feelings either way, to be honest. No, um, no, but listen, like Loomis is really good and I like his quirky character and he works really well. He's like this kind of like creepy and the music is really, really creepy and cool. Cameron Grimes has a lot of charisma and I can see a path for him to get to the mid-card belt. I don't know if he's quite a main champion, but this match, I like the way they didn't just go straight into the strap match. Cameron Grimes attacked him beforehand. They got didn't get the strap on, but not, not, not a strap on wasn't a foreign object in this match. Don't worry. It was strap on the person. Um, but there was a few good spots, but it just went on far too long and dragged. And I found myself kind of looking at my phone when this match was on. Whereas with the other matches, I kind of put my phone down and watched. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Loomis won, which is fully expected. Kieran, you guessed it right. I tried to take a gamble. Um, I think I, I think I guessed the heel team to win in the war games match. Though, so, um, but uh, Loomis won with a choke. I think Loomis could be a really cool, like really cool character to work with. You can work a feud around Loomis because he's so like he will be versatile and you will be able to use him for cool feuds. Um oh. he won. Um it was entertaining, it went on far too long. Carrying cross, a vignette showed a vulture uh, perched waiting to strike. And I believe carrion means some you can I don't know if you notice Karen, but a carrion is like a bird or a, the definition has something to do with like a bird and that's why there's a bird in the vignettes. That's silly, but okay. I don't know. Let me let me look up. Uh, Kieran, what did you? What, are you looking forward to seeing Karrion Cross back? I know nah, you're. But, I know you're not because Finn Balor's going to get the belt taken off. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not fair. I want to see Demon Pallor. I want to see Demon. He's only had like one title offense, and it was amazing. Um, I don't know. Look, uh, if he, I, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I, I I love him when he was here. I think he's all right. Um, but I guess he does deserve another shot. Yeah, uh, carrion from the Latin caro meaning meat is the decaying flesh of dead animals, including human flesh. Right, that's what his name means. Um, well, carrion me. cross is back, which means Scarlet Bordeaux is back. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I think she's a good first time around. She is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. That's not um, just uh, carrion cross is like psychic, like not psychic, but like manager, uh, whatever you want to call it, enforcer, tribal chief, council. Blah, blah, blah. Um, next up, North American title, Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. And I said this to you, Kieran, earlier. Um, we, we, we discussed the takeover a little bit. I love Damian Priest because he got a lot of flack when he came in, and he's definitely on the radar for my most improved wrestler of the year. And he was having some great singles matches, and the Gargano stuff at the start was okay. This kind of storyline, Leon Ruff is fantastic, but the storyline that has gone on has just halted him in his tracks. I... This was as WCW as a match has ever been uh, in NXT, and I, I like parts of it, but like the the bit that got Leon Ruff like out of the match was really cool. But there was just some stupid stuff in this that just got me way out of it. And I hate to hate it because it was good wrestling, but it was just messy booking, if you ask me. I I, I really like the match overall. Um, like I said, this is probably my best takeover of the year, so I can't. I I. 
I, I thought this was great. But Gargano should not have won the title here. Nope. I don't like the flip-flopping titles. I think it's a terrible idea for a storyline. I think it devalues the title itself. Mm-hmm. I think it makes um, the two people look like they can't win a fucking match. Um, and it sure did make... Uh, what's his name? He had, he had the title. Shit. Rough. Rough, yeah. It sure made him look like a fucking moron. Yeah, um, but, but Kieran, speaking of Leon Ruff, let's give him credit where credit is due. This would have been your kind of first full introduction to him in like a full-on match. I'm not... Uh, I was very impressed. He's very good. Um, He was... Yeah, he's better than the guy in the scream mask. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, we'll get on to him in a minute. But um, I really like Damien Priest. He moves really well for a big man. He's got some really cool moves. I like the one spot I did like was when he was trapped in the ropes. Taking out Leon Ruff was really, really good. Uh, Leon Ruff sold that like death. That was great. Um, but then we got WCW, where we had five stings in our Halloween Havoc review. We had like six ghost faces in this one. Um, it was so weird. I don't... It's such a... Why? Why, why uh, is it an actual, an actual character as well? Like, uh, they, 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 I said they use the license to use that map. Weird. Oh yeah, they, they, I, I'll give credit to someone who will never listen to this. But I was listening to this with a friend on. I was watching this with a friend on Zoom last night, and you know the Gargano, uh, the Gargano face that he has on his gear. Yeah. Why wouldn't they use them as masks so they can sell them for a load of money? That's true because it's a pretty cool face. Well, do are they associated with Gargano? These guys. Well, they, they could have used the face instead of the screen mask. Yeah, but you, if they're not like a Gargano faction or whatever, then could you? It would be a bit confusing. Uh, hey, listen. It, it was be... over... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to be fair. You're trying to be fair. And I'm going to just say, I love Damien Priest. De- Leon Ruff really proved himself, but Johnny Gargano getting the belt just ruined the entire match. The six screen faces, uh, Priest took them out, but then... Gargano won with the uh, then another screen face, the actual screen face, not the five dupes. Um, hit him with a lead pipe and he hit Priest with a lead pipe and then won the final beat for the win. Gargano walked up the ramp with um, one the screen, the guy in the screen mask, and he unveiled himself to be Austin Theory. And Austin yeah. said, "It was me, Austin. It was me, Austin, all along." Very good. Very good. Um, this guy, I ever since there was allegations and speaking out and stuff like that, I just don't want to. And then I just don't like him as a character. I just don't. I don't like Gargano at the moment. As I said to Kieran, Gargano needs to take six months off, get written off TV, take six months off, go on a holiday with Candice, and come back with a fresh mindset because he's not gone up to the main roster. He's Triple H's kid for God's sake. But, um. This really made me... I've never thought I'd not like Gargano, but it's just... Nah. Because he has, he has just, like... He's kind of... What's the word for it? It's not complacent. It's similar to that, though. He's plateaued, I feel. He can't yeah. really... He's had his champ of feud, and that's clearly going to be the... Maybe... I'm not going to say peak of his career, but it's going to be one of the peaks of his career, you know? And it's kind of... Going from that to a kind of really weird multi-person middle championship feud in a in a in a show bookended by amazing matches is a bit i don't know he should be doing something better 
Oh yeah, no, Gargano, uh, Gargano and Champa in New Orleans was the peak, and then it peaked again with Adam Cole the first time. Well, ever since then it's just been. Yeah. Listen, Gargano's Gargano your new champ. The Gargano's their new champ, and if they want to prove what's wrong and do something cool, then fair play. But let's get on to something that I loved. Um, this was my match of the night. I love the women's match, but I just love everything about this match. The men's war games match, the undisputed era, Ben and now now, um, versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Only Larkin, and Danny Birch. Man, they all came out. Pat was as smug as you like. Undisputed Era's gear, Kieran, was really cool. The red gear was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, well, I like the they all... gear. They all, the like, weird black mix of camo and shit. Yeah. Pete Dunn looking shredded. And you will not even know how much I popped when Gar- when Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly got in the ring first. Yeah. Oh. And that, that five-minute exchange, that's all they need. Five minutes before <laughs> the next person came in was... Nearly my favorite bit. They are just so good. They're two of the best in the world. And I want, I want to officially, before we go into spots, I want to officially confirm that Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite wrestler in the world. And I, I would argue that he is the best pure wrestler in this on this planet. Man, that guy is good. Um, Kieran, what do you think of this match? I loved it. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was like it, it, it is fantastic. I, I said earlier, I'm not the biggest War Games fan. Easily the two best matches of the night were the War Games ones, even if this one did go a little too far into the... Like, Pat McAfee pick, kicking out of, like, a Panama Sunrise or whatever. <laughs> it's a bit much, but it still was just a really fun match. Really engaging the whole way through. And I think a large part of that is because Unisputed are, are red hot again. I feel like these guys are never going to fucking slow down. They did for a little bit there, but they're back on top again. Yeah. It's insane how consistently great these oh. guys have been since their debut, like attacking Drew McIntyre. Everyone, like, they've ev- been NXT for so long. Oh yeah, everyone is stepping up. Like Bobby Fish is the worst is the worst wrestler in the group, and that's not saying anything because he is a fantastic wrestler. He is just yeah. aging. He's aging slightly, and the the standard in that in Undisputed Era is unreal. But that's we're not we'll, we'll mark it over Undisputed Era. But Kieran, let's talk about some of the good spots in this match. Danny Burch bringing in the cricket bats and going full British in the ring. Oh. It was, it, I like that. I really did. It was uh, it, a lot of quirks where, like, most, like, I, I, like I'd love this. I'd love to be a fly on the wall of an American watching that as he brought out the cricket bat. Um, but Roderick Strong, everyone came in hot and did their job properly. Then but Pat McAfee came in second last before Cole, brought four tables in the ring with their names on them. Uh, Bins and and uh, and ta- and chairs and Kieran. When Pat McAfee came in the ring, I thought his first move might have been a suplex or a drop kick or maybe taking a bump. His first move was a moonsault from the top rope through a table through Roderick Strong. What the? F- that man has got confidence beyond belief. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Fucking fair play to him. He's I mean, like, remember when all that shit happened? Like the weird work they did to build up to the um, Pat McAfee Adam Cole match, and everyone was like, "This is so stupid." And then he actually had a great match, and it was super fucking surprising for everyone. Yeah, uh, Kieran. He 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 was on his radio show yesterday, and he had a neck brace on. <laughs> really? Yeah, That's the ma- fair. I like that. I love it. I love it. He gets it. He gets it. This. I was talking to Pat McAfee plays the I'm so confident but I'm also a chicken shit heel perfectly 
Like when everyone's down, he was a big Billy Big Bollocks. But when Undisputed Era were on top, that man played the role perfectly. So uh, Adam Cole came flying out. Fire extinguisher. Um, uh, Bitter End was countered into a DDT. Cole drilled McAfee with a chair. Um, uh, McAfee and Adam Cole in the uh, in the figure four was good, and then Dunn just kicked Cole in the face. Um, the table, I am the table spot where they were. The table didn't break. Then Roderick Strong splashed them through it, and uh, McAfee took a. Did Did you notice this, Kieran? Like it was a great bump, but McAfee's bump through the table from the top rope was a performance center first day bump if I've ever seen one. That man landed flat, flat back with his hands out. Like, Yeah. He's yeah. Best, isn't he? he still oh. is, to be fair. He's, he's not too far from his first day. I'm not, complain- I'm not complaining. And now, one of my favorite spots of the night, Kieran. McAfee was at through the table. Three of the, Birch, Lorcan and Dunn were between the ropes in the cage. Talk to me about those striking combos and then a super kick. That was amazing. It's just brutal. Like, um, oh, like about the, oh. Here, you know? Oh man, Adam Cole is the best super kick in the business, and it's like it sounds horrible. The strike, like the strike, 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 and then a super kick it sounded like a clap of thunder. I love that spot. Imagine that with a full arena of people just going mental. Um, yeah, and then and then say that, that's the one thing missing from all these matches is I we don't get to hear the crowd absolutely lose their fucking. Mind. I hate to say that, but yeah. But then the camera turns around and Pat McAfee is standing up and he's like, lads, listen, I'm sorry. Brilliant. Chicken shit heel. He's not confident anymore. Uh, Undisputed Era just, just like, just beat the crap out of him. But my one little nitpick was the heels got up way too quickly from getting hit four times in the face. Uh, Cole went for a punk kick, Dunn came back. Uh, and then everyone was beating the crap out of each other. Pat McAfee decided to go up to the top of the cage and do a sent on where nobody caught him. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it was pretty rough. He, he's he's having a he's really trying to prove himself. I think that's the impression I get from all the crazy shit he does is that he he really wants to be able to come out here and be like, no, I deserve this spot in the main event, even if it's like my second match. You know? Yeah. Danny Birch went through the table and then I loved that little bit. Did you notice that when only Lorcan sacrificed himself and pushed himself in the way of the last shot, McAfee mm-hmm. escaped. Um, oh my God, the bitter end on Cole on the chair. Pete oh. Dunn hitting the bitter end on the chair was rough as fuck, wasn't it? Yeah. That was brutal. And then the finish, the finish came. And Kieran, I could have I predicted from the start that Cole was going to pin McAfee for the finish. Kyle O'Reilly get the fucking pin with a yeah. knee through a chair that busted Tony Lorcan open bad. I'm so happy, man. Kyle O'Reilly getting that, getting that, being put over in a match full of all those stars, which he is a star. But I was assuming Adam Cole was going to get his own back on McAfee, but Kyle getting the pin was so, so heartwarming at the end of a match that was certainly not heartwarming, um, bone breaking. But Kieran, I love this. Fan, yeah, no, fantastic match. You couldn't find a complaint with it. No. Nope. Uh, great, great. Oh, what's next then? Go on. What's Where next? On this beauty there. Where they, what do they do next? What's next, man? Kyle getting the pin either makes me think that they're breaking up and Kyle's getting that push. 
which I hope they're not. And I hope they don't go to the main roster because as good as they are, Adam Cole hasn't got a pick of muscle on him. Unless he takes steroids, he's going nowhere near that main event. Um, I think you think you keep him in NXT. They keep him in NXT, but I'm be interested to see where they go. Them as babe faces intrigues me. Um, they still have that thing where Rich Holland's meant to come back when he when his knee injury gets sore, but that's miles away. Listen, man, um, I think we'll save that. Save that for our end of year awards, where at the end we'll do like our 2021 predictions and stuff. Okay. I need a time to think about that. I need time to think about that because that's a, that's a really good question. Um, now, Kieran, where do you want? Where do we go now? I think we have to go to AW Dynamite. Um, yeah. AW Dynamite Winter is coming, Kieran. Did you watch it? I'm assuming you watched it. I've seen two bits of it. Yeah, the and main... those are the only only two bits okay. you need. Yeah. Um, big okay. show. Um, they delivered on all their promises and more, I guess. Yeah, so in the first match was a battle royal where, first of all, an amazing sequence between Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy that I loved, fantastic. Uh, we got the seed. Hangman was saved by the Dark Order from getting eliminated and came back in and hit a buckshot lariat. They're sown the seeds for that. As we said last week, I marked out over this and Kieran, Kieran agreed. Hangman Page's character arc in 2021. Wait till you fucking see it. Hangman's going to be wrestler of the year in 2021. Um, and I can't wait, but that's... And Orange Cassidy won. Orange Cassidy wins and he will fight uh, MJF next week for the Diamond Ring uh, because they were the last two uh, in the match. Cool. Uh, I think it would be good if MJF has two Diamond Rings. That would be funny to me. I think he will because I'm going to get on to my next point here. Kaz versus Jericho. I like this match. Kaz had a good match. Um, Jericho had an okay match but what was important was afterwards where everyone was bickering because there was a bit of tension in the Battle Royal where they didn't save each other and Guevara and MJF nearly came to blows and Jericho said, came in and screamed and this is what he does best, he screamed and shouted them down and said Jericho said, the group had seven days decided whether they would stay together or break up forever I think MJF gets that second ring gets a bit of an ego and Jericho's getting kicked out and going to be a babyface for his babyface run. I think Sammy Guevara might follow him out, but I almost guarantee Jericho's getting kicked out. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I think we were saying that a while ago when they yeah, started we, this. Yeah, we were. Um, and now we get on, Kieran. Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. We There was a great women's match. Let, let's give it credit, but we've got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time. But Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch is like the female Kurt Angle. She's fantastic. She's like no more than four foot five. And she's a powerhead. She's honestly so good. Britt Baker played a role brilliantly. She won with a lock jaw where you, she basically grabbed her teeth and like pulled them like down. And it was like a mandible claw mixed with a submission move. Really cool. Britt Baker's building up momentum. Um, now we get on to Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. After a fantastic match. Let's give it like credit. It was a great tag team match. Um... Uh, Cody Rhodes hit a top rope suicide and Rick, uh, Coffin dropped from Darby Allen to Ricky Starks for the win. They weren't happy. They beat down Darby Allen and, and Aaron Anderson and Dustin Rhodes uh, was attacked by Brian Cage. Team Taz stood tall and they were about to hit them with the ba- with the belt. And then we saw a thing on the screen and everyone was like, what the hell is that? And then we saw a little bit of like smoke and all that like it was a, it was a, a few mountains and then we saw a crow and we were like no and then we saw Sting 
on the screen and out coming out of the coming out of the um tunnel came Sting with snow with, so out of nowhere. With snow falling, Sting arrived in AEW. The man was taken off the Legends Pledge in WWE, didn't declined the Le- Legends contract because he was unhappy with how he was being treated. And he's in AEW now, Kieran, and he didn't need to do anything. And this was perfect. He came out, looked at the all the all the team Taz left, which was great. He looked at Cody. I don't know if you know this, Kieran, but Cody, his hero is Sting. Like Cody's hero is he does the Stinger Splash. Cody's favorite wrestler after his dad is Sting. He wants that match. If Sting is going to have one match, he I hope he doesn't. I hope he whatever he does. Ricky Stark, uh, Darby Allen's manager, whatever he does, if he has one match, I want it to be against Cody because that would suit perfectly, as everyone is saying. Mm. He looked, he looked at, he looked at Cody, and he, uh, and he pointed the bottom. He looked at Aaron Anderson. That's a real cool throwback. They don't like each other. NWO and the Four Horsemen, you know yourself. Um, they're 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 not they're not on the same terms. And then he went over to little old Darby Allen. And he looked at his painted face on one side and looked at the other. There's a voice break as I'm trying to be dramatic. <laughs> uh, he looked at one side, looked at the other. And that was just really cool, Kieran. It was like, what's this guy's story? We all know Darby Allen's story is he painted his face because his, his uncle was drink driving and killed him in a car crash. But Sting was like, I don't know this guy, but I want to know his story. And I'm really intrigued. I'm more intrigued to see where that goes. This was a perf- really, really perfect debut and sent, every- sent Twitter into a frenzy. The, I'm more excited about what he does with Darby Allen or what he chooses to do. He's going to talk to Tony Schiavone tomorrow night, so we'll figure out all. But I really like that little Darby looking really, really scared and cautious, the baseball bat in hand, and looking at the face paint, quite puzzled. I liked it. What do you think, Aaron? Matt, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a real shock, I think. I don't think anyone saw it coming. It makes total sense. It, it would kind of feel weird if Sting ended his entire career in WCW. As long as he stays out of the ring and doesn't have any matches, I'm happy. If he has a single match, I will kick up a big old storm about it because I hate that. Um, <laughs> but as of right now, really, really interesting, really great. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Yeah, the snowing was cool. The one thing I didn't like was the AEW-branded merchandise. <laughs> like, like why um i oh, i have a charger on hand thank god um but i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens and i'm really intrigued on the darby allen story because when you think Dar- when you think sting and aw you kind of go straight to darby allen um we go to our main event kieran sting amazing can't wait to hear him talk um one actually side note from that kieran uh, Tony Schiavone, I don't know if you saw this. Tony Schiavone did a post, does does the post mac post show on live on YouTube, okay. and he answers like YouTube comments. And Tony Schiavone doesn't care. Uh, so Tony Schiavone was reading out comments, and Pete, they, there was the manager was bringing the comments up from Tanser, and he goes like Adam from whatever said um, Sting is a corpse, and he waits like three seconds and goes, No, Dan, your mom is. <laughs> I was like wow, I was like wow. Oh, I was like, I listened to their podcast, AEW Unrestricted, and Tony Schiavone makes so many your mom jokes, it's frightening um, for his age. But I found that hilarious. Um, main event time, Kieran. I've got a few things I want to ask you. How cool was it to see John Moxley work a traditional wrestling match and a damn good one at that? I don't know if it was cool, but it was really interesting and pretty crazy. Um, 
Oh wow! Sorry, I just got distracted. Um, what? Because com- some crazy comic book movie news. I'm sorry, no one cares. No, sorry, segue, have, segue. Have you, have you ever seen Spider Man Two? Uh, yes, I think so. You know, Doctor Octopus in that movie, he is now coming back for Spider Man Three, the new Spider Man Three, which is breaking news. Insane, unthinkable. I'm so. This is a fucking wrestling podcast. You know what? Um, you know what else is un- insane and unthinkable, Kieran? An AEW and Impact relationship. But it, yeah, the, another crossover. There you go. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that was the best segue I've ever done. Um, hands down. Um, but anyway, we should have known something was happening when Don Callis appeared on commentary a few weeks ago for Omega and Hangman. So Don Callis was on commentary, and the chain wrestling Omega and Hangman were going at it. Um. And they had a really, really... They were picking... Uh, Omega was picking apart um, Moxley, but Moxley was fighting back valiantly. Um, Omega, ju- like, hit him with a plancha. Uh, paradigm shift out of nowhere. Uh, and then instead of pinning him, he went outside and grabbed steel chairs. Uh, and this is a cool moment. Did you, I, I really love this, Karen. Did you see when Moxley just grabbed the two chairs, set them up, sat, sat Omega down and said, slap me, and they just slapped the shit out of each other? Yeah. They, uh, they, they slapped... They slapped the living hell out of each other. Like, not even just, like, light slaps. They just went... Moxley was like, slap me. And he was like, okay. And they beat the living crap at each other, and it was brilliant. Um, and then... Um, where are we? He dod- Moxley dodged the B-trigger, and Moxley's suplexes are vicious. Like, he really releases those suplexes. And, uh, but then it all broke down when Moxley hit a paradigm shift onto the heaters. At ringside, which looked like they had eyes, it was frightening. Um, yeah, uh, so paradigm shift under the heaters, and the referees were calling for doctors. Don Callis came down really, really concerned. But Moxley, like, was just like, like What's this bollock? Like, we had a gentleman's agreement, just like, let the match go. Um, tossed Omega into the ring and hit a load of right hands. And Callis hopped up onto the apron and was like, looking really innocently, like a snarm, a smarmy heel who thinks he's doing the right thing. And uh, Moxley just right hand in the face and Callis bumped terribly. But, I mean, he's not a wrestler. He Well, he was a wrestler back in the day, actually. He was in WCW um, and WWE. Uh, the microphone, uh, the microphone he had somehow, I don't. I still don't know how it went into Omega's hand. No idea. I need to go back and look at that. Omega ended up having the microphone in his hand. He pumped Moxley in the head with that microphone. And Kieran... Normally in a match, like if you have a distraction, you hit him with the microphone, then you pin him. But Omega, these V triggers, Kieran, they were vicious. Yeah, no, it was um very fucking brutal, as it always tends to be in the John Moxley match. Um, he was he ended up bleeding, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he he was bleeding from the microphone. It was that kind of blood that like trick. It was like it was Moxley when he bleeds, he doesn't like pour bloody like trickles all over like different. Like creases in his forehead, yeah. And the V the V trigger is the vi- most vicious move in wrestling. It looks like it just four V triggers and a one winged angel, the most protected move in wrestling. Um and Omega, um, um and uh, Shivani's great call was where's the gentleman's agreement, which is brilliant because they had a gentleman's agreement where it was like we're gonna have an honorable wrestling match, not like the one that we had at Full Gear last year. Uh, and one-winged Daniel, Kenny Omega is your new AEW world champion. 
and they ran out of the ring and they ran past Tony Khan. It was like, what the hell's going on? Ran past the Young Bucks, ran past all the talent, ran out to the car and Alex Marvez said, what the hell's going on? And um, Callis was like, you'll find out on Tuesday. And Alex Marvez was like, but AEW's on a Wednesday. And he was like, you'll find out on Impact on Tuesday. And everybody lost their collective shit. <laughs> so as this podcast as this podcast is out, I'm going to release this tonight because tonight Kenny Omega is going to appear on Impact, and Kieran, a report is saying that Kenny Omega being on Impact is setting up the Young Bucks versus Big LG and Carl Machine Gun Carl Anderson on AEW. Yeah. So that's what's happening. It's not a f- we don't know the extent of their relationship. But for now, we know that Kenny Omega is on impact to set up the Young Bucks versus Gallows and Anderson, I'm assuming, for the next pay-per-view. Hook it to my veins. I love both, though. There's so much story going into that. Yes, yes, just just yes, a thousand times yes. This was really, really cool. Impact, um, I saw a tweet that was like uh, live scenes of people trying to figure out what the fuck Access TV is. Um, but Impact is a good product, and Kenny Omega being on it is certainly going to bring eyes to it. Uh, Kieran, what were your overall thoughts about um this this was just a crazy night of wrestling yeah no it was AEW's best show in a while um mm-hmm. definitely yeah it pulled in nine hundred and sixty thousand. because i i think everyone thought omega was gonna win so having a nice extra twist on top of that is a really clever move yeah um right uh we move on i can't wait for tonight um but kieran I just want to talk about SmackDown. And, you know, every time we talk about SmackDown, there's only one place to start. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens continues to fuck. Yeah. Um, man, man the, sorry. This, this was just so good. Where Jay tried to go for the pin, and Roman was like, what the fuck are you doing? It was pretty great. Yeah, and Kieran, did you notice at the start, Roman, a new layer to Roman's character is he's handpicking Charlie Crusoe as his ring announcer and she introduced them quite like Kenny Omega maybe that was a pop but Kieran Roman Reigns' character is just so is like there is storylines that are better than some of the storylines the character has been in but yeah. o- but overall Roman Reigns is the best character in wrestling hands down um in in just a quick summary of the other bits in the show Bailey and um Bianca Belair are setting up a feud I'm not if that's a non-title feud Yes, that really good gets gets um, Bianca Belair over as a real threat. Um, Biggie, Biggie came out and had new his new music with this with the um, chalk and he's gunning for um, for some title and he might be in the title picture with Roman Reigns soon. Who knows? But um, he knocked off um, Zayn Nakamura and Ziggler alongside Mysterio and Brian. Not complaining about that at all. Um, Carmella and uh, Sasha Banks' feud continues. Um, Mer- uh, Baron Corbin has Blake and Cutler f- clean-shaven in suits and hoodies, uh, helping beat Murphy. Um, but Kieran, Kevin Owens plays the babyface absolutely to a T, and um, Roman Reigns said Jey Uso needs to shut Kevin Owens up, and um, a two-on like a two-on-one handicap match. Uh, against Otis and Kevin Owens instead of the like tag team headliner was just a perfect nick in the storyline as well. Roman Reigns saying he's going to be in the match. But then uh, Jey Uso just teeing off on the, on the 
like um, Otis and then Roman Reigns taking Otis out and put him through the announce table. So then it turned into a turned into like a two on one handicap match the other way. This was perfect. I loved it. Yeah, no, great angle, great what? match, great scene. Excited to see where this goes. Yeah, um, Uso uh, said, that's your problem, Kevin Owens. You talk that too damn much. Um, Kevin Owens had a great problem at the start where he was like calling into question what was going on. He's just playing the role perfectly. Um, uh, Reigns beat the unholy hell out of Uso. The consequences for his actions earlier, so good. Um, the, the submission move to finish this match, Roman Reigns' guillotine is scarily, like, like just vicious. It's Kieran, you're a big. I know you're a big fan of Roman Reigns and like the Shield in general. When that, this is to to do a turnaround this big since WrestleMania and the Undertaker and everything. I'm loving. I'm I'm honestly loving this, and I love marking out about it. Yeah, it's Roman Reigns. Ah, uh, he's probably one of my favorite of the world right now. Favorite wrestlers. Um, he is fantastic. He's totally nailed his character. It it makes you wonder what a heel John Cena would be like in a weird way, even if we got a a glimpse of that with his Firefly Funhouse match or whatever. Um, but it's the best thing happening in wrestling right now, and I I as as much as like Kenny Omega's thing is great, as much as Sting coming back is cool, as great as all the NXT stuff is, this is the thing that's making me tune in to wrestling every week. Yeah, like I agree with you on the NXT stuff, but it's the most like. Everything is good, but Roman Reigns is the most consistently good thing in wrestling. Yes, easily. He, he's the thing making me tune in every week. Yeah, um, Roman concluded by saying, you and your family are going to fear me. So that's Owens versus Reigns at a TLC in a TLC match. I'm not complaining, Kieran. And what else I'm not complaining about is, is a lot. Of, there's some, there's things on Raw that I'm quite happy with. Uh, we're getting AJ Styles versus uh, Drew McIntyre, Kieran. Could be great. AJ is past his prime. I think everyone knows that at this point. But there's a stipulation to it now, is there not? Like they quietly added one. Yeah, TLC. Um, we're getting TLC for the um, title. Um, but the be- big storyline with Roman Reigns is, uh, well, sorry, with Drew McIntyre is um, Seamus. So Drew, Miz, and, Miz and Morrison are involved, and I hate Miz and Morrison, and they're terrible, and they can get the bin. But what happened was last night, the Drew McIntyre was in a handicap match with um, with Sheamus, who's really cool. Like I like the character. I know it's stereotypical Irish, but I'm loving the character at the moment. And like I'm, lo- I'm Sheamus is really, really like. Yeah, I think most from the last year to this year, if we're talking about most improved in that bubble, Sheamus is up there. He's doing some really cool stuff. He against Miz Morrison and AJ Styles with uh, AJ's seven foot bodyguard at ringside. So basically a four on two. The highlights of it, Kieran. Drew McIntyre, did you see the gif of Drew McIntyre launching the Money in the Bank briefcase all the way up to the stage and breaking one of the monitors? Fucking just class. Um, he also threw Morrison so far, he threw him into a cameraman. Mm. Um, no, he clipped him. It wasn't too bad. But what happened was Seamus accidentally bro-kicked Drew and then got pinned for the by uh, pinned by AJ to get the win. Um, and backstage, uh, Seamus was being interviewed and he said, Drew's going to come back here and we're going to beat the crap out of each other. And she was like, what's going on? Did you intentionally do it? And he was like, no. Drew comes back. They start beating the crap out of each other backstage, the two friends. 
uh, Jamie Noble and your man, uh, your man, whatever his name is, start Pat Buck, I think, or whatever, his, whatever the, the ginger guy is that was in the Nijack storyline, starts trying to separate them. And he separates them and Drew and Seamus just look at each other and go, what the hell is this guy doing? And beat the crap out of him and put him through a table and then say, um, uh, Drew goes, do you want to go get a pint? And, she- and Seamus goes, yeah, but it's on you, you cheap bastard. <laughs> or cheap, whatever. Cheap. And it, and Kieran, if I rumble, we get Kevin Owens versus, sorry, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan and Seamus versus Drew McIntyre with the build they can guess with Seamus mentioned Irish Whip Wrestling and their history of Drew Galloway and Seamus O'Shaughnessy. We get that feud plus the Rumble matches. That's pay per view of the year potential storyline wise. And plus, you get a Rumble as well. Those are always fun. Last year's Rumble, well, this year's Rumble. Yeah, yeah cool. um, your two yeah, title match, your two title matches being fantastic storylines. I I went on Talksport a few weeks ago about Alex McCarthy, and I said that Roman, sorry, Drew versus Seamus is a feud that has so much depth and potential with the vignettes and the access to back catalogs they have. Yeah. Are you would you be would you be excited about Drew versus James? I mean after after that like um moment, yes I would. I I think it was like a he James is doing his best character work in a, in a fair while. It, it is fun to just see him do stupid like like stereotypical dub. Um the one thing I don't like is the hat but I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to like it, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, and before we leave and give our recommendations, Kieran, this Randy Orton and Fiend storyline, uh, Randy or- uh, Alexa Bliss was conspicuous by her absence this week. It was only a minor absence, I think. Uh, Randy Orton was facing off against Bray Wyatt after a Firefly Funhouse segment. We don't want to get too in-depth in that. He was about to pin Bray Wyatt, and then the lights went out, and it was definitely edited because it was pre-recorded. About 10 seconds later, The Fiend dressed in full gear, was in the ring, lying down, and Randy Orton, like, crapped himself. Is Randy Orton back being a babyface? And what do you think of this storyline with The Fiend? Because I don't know what... If if it's going to the Rumble, then we're having a stack Rumble, but I don't know how to... I, I don't know how I feel about this feud. I mean... It, 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 uh, I like the, all The Fiend stuff of it. I don't really love the Randy Orton aspect of it, but that's to be expected. Um... He, he's doing. It, it was always going to happen with the fiend going through his old enemies, right? Yeah, and he kind of like burnt burnt the old funhouse and sister the the photo of sister Abigail in the in the firefly funhouse with the burning house. It makes sense that the storyline's back, and I, it could be good, but they better be careful that they book it because I don't want like just don't let it go on for too long. Just keep it short and sweet. Yeah, Fiend wins, moves on, has a big WrestleMania feud, possibly with Daniel O'Brien against the Fiend. I wouldn't mind. No, we've already had that. Fuck that. Um, who do you think the Fiend should face at WrestleMania? Ken? WrestleMania, uh, Sting. No, um, no. I don't know. I really don't. Who, who else? Who's on Raw that he even could face? Maybe okay. Brock. That could be fun. Yeah, um, a babyface Johnny Gargano coming up to the main roster. I'll throw that out. Yeah, that's not gonna happen though. Nope. Um, but listen, that's another. That's that. That's for another video. We can do our predictions for twenty twenty one soon. But Kieran, uh, we've been speaking for like an hour and a half. We've gone through a lot of topics. We started off low and we finished on a high. Um, because yeah. because Raw was actually there was a the in terms of wrestling quality, we've had a really good week. Um, so Kieran, um, you know the usual. What are your recommendations for this week? Um. 
you go first, and I'll get up some movies I've seen. All right, cool. Um, as per usual, this is copy and paste. Jack Mates Happy Hour is doing the 12 days of Podmas. So 12 days. So there's a podcast every single day with a special guest. He's had Mark Goldbridge, Spencer FC, Willany, and some really cool guests lined up. He's got Chris Kamara coming on if you're a football fan. And he's got a back catalogue of some amazing episodes on the podcast. So I've said it every week. Jack Mates Happy Hour is fantastic. Um, and my last recommendation is to go- Kieran, we forgot to talk about some non-wrestling news. Did you see Logan Paul is fighting Floyd Money Mayweather? Uh, uh, oh? yeah, I might actually put money on it. So if, if I make a bit of money off it, then Logan, I'm happy. The reason this, the reason this fight is happening is because Floyd Mayweather is broke again. And my recommendation this week is to go and look up Pride and Pinion. He's a watch expert and he reacts to celebrity watches, right? And he reacts to Post Malone's watch collection, Robert Downey Jr. But the funniest one is Floyd Mayweather. He's a Northern Irish guy. And he was reacting to Floyd Mayweather's watch collection. This guy spends money like it does. Like There's a quote from 50 Cent that says, Floyd Mayweather spends money like it doesn't exist. It's like he just like like, like he has an unlimited supply He's so broke that he cast. He he's gonna have to fight people that are relevant for twenty more years because he keeps spending all his money. And the best moment of it was, um, Floyd was talking about all his like dime, like his his diamond watches and all. Okay, and he takes out this watch and goes, "This is my running watch." And he pauses the video, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" He zooms in on it and goes, "He's after crystallizing a stopwatch." Or he's after putting diamonds on a stopwatch. It was literally like a teacher's stopwatch with diamonds on it. And I was just like, this man is way too much money and has spent it way too quickly. And that's why we're getting this fight. So go and watch that. And um, yeah, and just don't, don't buy the fight. Watch it the next day on YouTube. But yeah, Jack Mates Happy Hour. Jack, Jack Mates Happy Hour. If you want to watch it, buy the fight. Um... We can't promote fucking illegally streaming no, stuff. as in, like, look at the results the next day or look at YouTube reactions. I'm not... It's, it's an exhibition as well, by the way. It's a, it's a super exhibition. Jeez. Um, but anyway, yeah. there, that's my... I always promote Jack Mates Happy Hour because I love it as a podcast. Oh, and actually, my last recommendation, um, the Last Stop Penn Station podcast with um, Kerry Silken and Ian Riccoboni from ROH. There's just some mental stories on that podcast and you'll listen to them and just want to listen to more. So go look that up on Spotify. It's a really good podcast. Um, but yeah, Kieran, what are your recommendations? I've given you time. Uh, two films. Um, the first one, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, which is about a girl. I think she lives in New York or she goes to New York and trying to get an abortion. She's 17. It's really good, really touching, really moving. And then if you're in a, like a more festive mood um, and you don't want to see something that might depress you, um, then watch Happiest Season, which is set during Christmas. It's a lesbian couple, Kristen Stewart, and I'm going to find the name of her girlfriend just now. One second. Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. And Mackenzie Davis is like, hey, let's go to my family's house for Christmas. We can stay for five days. And Kristen Stewart is like, great. And then on the way there, uh, Mackenzie Davis is like, they don't know I'm gay yet. So we're going to find out how it is. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. It's really fun. Um, uh, the, the family isn't like a really religious family. Is it's not like that kind of dynamic. Is the dad like a really religious guy who's like anti? No, it's not religious based. It's just they're more like. Oh, okay. They're not going to be too chuffed when it comes out, you know. But oh, okay. have to watch and find out. It's it, it's really fun. 
yeah I, i've seen movies like that that are they're usually quite give you some cool moments like is, is, is it a comedy is it yeah comedy. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you get some funny moments in that um um but yeah um so plugs one, two, three, let's go. Okay, Holly Wrestling Podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. You can check us out. Project Dits, go listen to all the amazing... You have to take a... You have to take a deep breath before you do these po- uh, plugs. Um, Project Dits on tw- uh, Twitter, at Hallway Grass Pod on Twitter. Go look at all the amazing podcasts on Project Dits. There'll be collabs coming soon. Um, the Plus at a time, uh, the Dow Pod, um, Worst Wrestling um all fantastic uh dits has become an affiliate on twitch which is just amazing he's going to be able to make money off that now so go over there and support him and check out the twitch they he has a twitch schedule um with just some he's got so many cool ideas and we now have a discord did set up a discord so if you go into our if you go into dits's um twitter you'll find the link to the discord where we have different sub servers kieran we're going to be posting content on our own server i'll be putting links for the podcasts and just any old any old stuff we might be able to play a bit of among us on those servers um god discord is an is a really cool like way to meet with your community so if you're a fan just go on to discord and we might play some among us or something and um just look check out the different servers um tpublic.com for us that's how wrestling podcast if you want to buy t-shirts um i have a radio show every tuesday we did it today we did a mastermind show it was really cool uh twitch.tv forward slash dcufm we're doing really good stuff and we're trying to keep it going past christmas so if you check us out every tuesday from 12 to 1 sports show you might enjoy yourself um and kieran have i left anything out or is that it i believe that's it yes i believe that's it so yeah kieran you take us home it's time to go home all right i have been your host kieran brennan with me as always my co-host the man that genetics forgot rain and as we say at the end of every episode of the hollers and podcast Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson.